We're back. Yeah. <clears throat> cheers. This is our thing now. Every time we do cheers before That's the episode. how we start the show now. <laughs> Just became a thing. Guys, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Hashtag Ask Livlean TV. We're gonna answer your questions that you left us. We're gonna start with the ones from at Livlean TV on Instagram. But we got so many. I got some on at Jessica Guthrow Fitness. We got some on our Team Livlean Facebook page. We got them everywhere. Yeah. But we got so many. We're just gonna start here and then we'll see how yeah. far we can get. And we wanna grow our Livlean TV Instagram account. We wanna get more of you over there. So that's where we're gonna be taking a lot of the questions. Plus, it's easy to get. The questions and organize in there. So make sure you're following us on at LivelyTV on Instagram. Um, as well, if you're new to the show, this is the episode where we take your questions when you post them on social media using hashtag AskLivelyTV. And uh, hopefully we'll get them answered personally here on the show. Yeah. All right. Let's dive right into it. I'll ask you the first one is from KDija86. Is it possible to work out too much and not get results because of it? Huh, how should I take this question? Overtraining is definitely a thing. And you've done a post about that. I have done. A very we'll, in-depth. We'll link up that video yeah. in the blog post below about overtraining and to give this. How the, you know if you're overtraining or to not. To sum that up, you got to be doing a lot to overtrain. Yes, absolutely. I think a lot of people use the excuse of, oh, but I don't want to overtrain because I hear it's bad to not do the work or not to put in the work. Um, and it really depends on your goals as well. Like if you want to expedite your goals and get there faster, you may have to do a little more work than what the generic, um, what what do they say now in the generic fitness world, like three workouts a week or two workouts a week with 48 hours in between. Like guys, that's only going to get you. That's kind of you... the standard advice you'll get from personal trainers and stuff. Well, so not even personal that, trainers. That's yeah. what the personal training certifications will tell you yeah. or the government will tell you, but <laughs> yeah. personal trainers will tell you you need to work out more than that. There's no harm in doing like one workout daily. I don't think that that's going to harm anyone. Well, I don't think that's going to be too much, but of course it depends on what a workout consists of. Okay, that's what my point. Yeah. Context here, guys. Right. You got to you can't just say a workout. Like yeah. you can't crush leg day 7 days a week and expect to continuously get results and keep doing this. Like you got to periodize your workouts. You should be following a workout program, and if you're following a properly structured workout program, you don't have to worry about this because the program will You'll not know, have yeah. you over training. Right. Yeah, so I think that's a no. <laughs> it's pro it maybe it's possible, but it's very not likely. Um, so next question. Well, okay. Wait, what? Well, let's slow it down. Oh, oh I'm like, wait. Let's we go. got because we got to give them some help here. So if you're looking for that program or to get on the proper program for you specifically for your goals, guys, we hook you up with a Live Lean Body quiz. We'll put a link down below. Basically, you go take a quiz. It'll take you through what your goals are, access to equipment, what your current fitness level is, then we will tell you what the best program right. is for you. So again, we'll th say this a thousand times, please, please, please do your body a service, get yourself on a program. Yes. Okay, so Egiga1121 says, how many rest days do you suggest that an active person take each week? I hate rest days. Yeah, there, <laughs> so this is a good segue from the last question. Yeah. So again, it depends on a lot of different factors, including your current fitness level. So if you are new to fitness, 
you may need a little bit more recovery time than somebody who is already very active, but you said you're already sure. very active, so. Well, and they hate rest days, so they want no rest days. 100%. But you need, I think you need some rest days, and a rest day doesn't have to mean completely sedentary. We mm -hmm. talk about this a lot. A rest day can be doing a home yoga session, just a foam rolling, doing some stretching in your backyard. Like you don't have to just lounge on the couch. That's not what we mean by rest day. A rest day just means a day off of your training program. So you're not doing a programmed workout that day, but you can still move your body and you can still do all kinds of different active type things. You can go for a hike, you can go for a walk, swim in a pool. There's so much you can do on a rest day. So don't think you have to just like lay in a coffin. But know? it's not even a day off from your program because in your program, it yeah. should schedule your off days. So that's- And give you some suggestions of what to exactly. do Exactly, so too. in our team of lean programs, so that's our monthly programs like we, give people activities that they can do on those off days. Um, we also There's like we so many options. We also like said endless. we have follow along mobility workout programs, liveleanmobility.com. We have liveleanyoga.com where you can follow along with both Jessica and I, do the workouts alongside of us. That's great recovery. So you don't have to sit on the couch and do nothing. Yeah. You can do active recovery, which is what I like to right. call and it. And I get that feeling like you're twiddling your thumbs and you're just like driving yourself crazy because you just want to work out so bad. But go to the grocery store, do your meal prepping. There's so many things you can do to keep yourself busy and that will help you progress. You don't have to just lay in bed all day. Rest day is not like that. I think that's a really big misunderstanding about what rest day is. Okay, so Melanie Wales, Sustainable Living says, what are a few of your favorite tips for successful airplane travel <laughs> with a toddler? All right, I love this. So <laughs> guys, if you're new to the show, this show doesn't always have to be about health and fitness and it's nutrition. It's about life too. It's about life. Like we're a young family, we have two kids. Um, one's a toddler, one's a newborn. And we flew with Kyla, who's our first. She's now two and a half years old. We, She has flown so Many much. Times, yeah. She's and been all over the place, three different countries and a bunch of different states. Yeah. So we've been on the plane a lot with her. And so we have learned some tips. It's, it's been, What's your number one? Well, it, it, it's a struggle for sure. <laughs> like you're 100% so focused. So just know that it's going to be a struggle. Going into it, yeah. Know that it's going to be a challenge. Um, Keep your expectations pretty low. Yeah. So, I mean, it really depends on, she said a toddler. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I mean, at a toddler's age, they can be entertained by electronics. So like, uh, right, definitely make sure you bring stuff to do. So whether that's electronics or even just toys, like we bring her favorite books. She has a couple of books that are like her go-to favorites, like top three. We make sure we bring those. We bring stuffed animals. We bring um, like tea. Like one time we brought her a little tea set. So we had a little tea party on the plane. I think that is yeah, so key. And then also snacks. Let's be real. What keeps her most entertained? What? The Kindle. Oh yeah, I think. I mean, say the, the booby. Like when she was still breastfeeding, it would be. Well, the no, boobie. this is for a yeah, toddler. But, yeah, so, but she was she breastfed until she was twenty months. As so, uh, yeah. as as much hate as electronics seem to get with yeah. people these days, and kids they shouldn't be on I electronics. Know, like, forbid they play with minimize their, their screen times and everything. Yeah, like this is a time on a flight where that can be the saving grace. Is to, and I mean they're not like they're watching things, they're interacting with it, like they're children oriented stuff. Yeah. So it's keeping their mind, it's stimulating their mind. So the go-to would be that. Coloring books are fine, but that's only going to keep their attention for right. so long. We are not anti-technology. No, not at all. Kids. We want our kids to be, you know, fluent of in, the in times. technology. <laughs> of the so times. So definitely that works too. But I think snacks, toys, a piece of technology with kid-approved apps is really key. Those are our top. Okay, so let's go with this one. Van 
Vanag Von Drew. At what point do you determine if you've injured mm. yourself or chalk it up to being extremely sore? Well, so how do you know the difference? That's a good question. Now, an injury, I think you'll just know. And when I say that is yeah, because... I feel that way too. I don't know. Like I remember my first injury that I sustained was I was doing pull-ups and I pulled something mm. and I just powered through it. Did you feel I, like a snap or something? No, it was yeah. just like just like something gay, like a pinch, like a pinched nerve or something. Yeah. And I was just so determined back then that I was like, if my workout says this, I'm going to get through it. If it tells me to do 12 reps of pull-ups, I'm going to get through it. Like that's how determined I was. Um, so you can kind of tell when it happens. If you're new to fitness, maybe not. But if you go like 24 to 48 hours and you're still feeling like there's difference between muscle soreness and joint soreness or pinched nerves or those things. And I don't really know how to describe them, but you'll just pretty much know. Like you can tell after a leg day, my quads are sore. But after a leg day, if your knees are sore or your hips are sore or something, that's something totally different. I agree. It is hard to describe because it's such a feeling and it's such like a knowing of what different feelings are like. Because soreness to me is not pain the same way that like acute pain is pain. Yeah. You know, if you have like a pinched nerve or a torn muscle or something, that's like a different level, a different type of pain than just like soreness pain, which to me is kind of like a dull throbbing kind of like tender to the touch kind of a pain, but it's not like shooting lightning type of pain. Yeah. So uh, this is a hard question to answer because it really like, you're the one who knows your body best. So it's really going to be up to you to make that judgment call. But most of the time when it's an injury, it's like something acute like that happens. You'll just like, know, like you it, know, during your workout, you're like, Oh, something just happened yeah, like versus soreness is like, it comes on gradually. Yeah. So intuitively you'll know if you go home from your workout, you feel fine. Then the next morning you wake up and you're feeling sore. That's probably, probably soreness. muscle soreness. Yeah. But if you feel something during the movement, then it might, you might have pinched something. So if you're on the fence and you're unsure, I would just take like 24 to 48 hours off. If you're still feeling something up to 72 hours, it's probably an actual injury and you should probably get some help on it. Yeah, definitely. And that's one good tip here is don't train through an injury. It's yeah. okay to train through soreness, but I wouldn't recommend training through an injury because most likely you're just gonna aggravate it, make it worse and uh, delay the healing even more. But training through soreness is completely fine. Yeah. We do it all the time. That's no big deal. And your soreness will actually lessen as you warm up your muscles. But that's another way I think of knowing is like if you're trying to train through it and it's not going away, not getting better, and it's hurting worse, yeah. then it's probably an injury. Don't be like old school Brad doing those pull-ups while yeah. you're sore. And yeah, get rid of your ego and, yeah. and be smart. So Natalie Burgos says, does it help to do hit cardio first thing in the AM, like T25? and weight training in the afternoon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what do you think? I don't know. I can't. How come I, you're not following our programs? Yeah, why aren't you following our <laughs> programs? I can't speak for T25 because we yeah. didn't create the program. <laughs> um, we, like, let's just talk about HIIT cardio in general. Let's talk about Live Lean 15. Let's talk yeah. about Live Lean 15 and talk about Live Lean Sprint 2.0 and all the great programs. I'm just kidding. <laughs> all right. So what's the actual question? Okay, is the it, concept is, do you, should, is it... Does it help to do HIIT cardio first thing in the AM and weight training in the afternoon? To be honest, I that's the way I would prefer it versus the flip-flop. I don't know if that's what you're asking is like which one mm. should you do in the morning and which one in the afternoon. If I, you know, have it my way, I'm doing cardio in the morning and weight training in the afternoon. I like to do weight training when I've had more food in my system and I'm like more mentally awake and ready. Cardio, I don't mind just like rolling out of bed and going. I feel like that's an easier 
thing to do when you're kind of like still half awake and you haven't had food yet. Yeah, I mean the bro science way is cardio in the morning, training at night. That's what I used to do as well. Yeah, that's um, old school bodybuilding but it's, bro science. But it's yeah. kind of like what's the science behind it? It kind of comes down to just like what you were saying. When you perform your best. What you can do best. What feels right to you. And, and what's going to like make you feel at your 100%. Right. So, so most people, I think, do better with cardio when they're kind of groggy and then weight training when they're more alert. Alert. So the overarching answer to this is just get it done whenever yeah. you can. Honestly, if your yeah. schedule doesn't allow or it makes it so difficult for you to do them at those times, then uh, group them together and do them late at night or do whatever you can do. But if you're going to group them together in one workout, do the hit after your resistance training. That's true. That is a good point. I would always do cardio after weight training. Always. Except for in this case, if they're separate sessions. Yeah. Then I would switch them. Cardio first. But when they're in the same session, I would do it at the end. Okay. Jalen Kick says, Jess, what are your favorite brand of leggings? Right. Sorry, Brad. Maybe you should just go <laughs> sit down. Well, before you answer this question, I just want to give a shout out to Jalen Kicks because Jalen has been a subscriber of ours and um, she's done some work for us. So she's just volunteered her time to help us out. So big thank you to you. I know we've been talking back and forth and I know I, I had some other things for you and I didn't actually give you those things to do. But if you're still interested, I have some work that you can help us out with. He's so. like, I've been meaning to text I've you. I've been meaning to text <laughs> you. Yeah. Um, okay. So first of all, thank you for your kindness in helping us out. And on that note, my favorite leggings are actually Kira Grace Yoga. They're yoga leggings, but I use them for working out. Um, I love that brand, really high quality materials. Um, they last forever. I've never had a pair wear out. I usually end up like passing them on to another friend or something when I'm done with them, but I just love them. They last forever and they're a lot of cute styles and stuff. Most of the leggings you see me wear are Kira Grace. And if the homies out there are wondering what kind of tights compression I like. Actually, yeah, compression. I just thought of that. Skins are definitely That's, top of my list too because those are really high quality. And if you they got, feel like, make you feel like you're like a robot very when you're wearing quality. them. They're so it, cool. If yeah. you've never heard of Skins before, um, I think they're an Australian company and the top of the line compression gear. Um, not only do they like keep you compressed and like, like I hug feel your muscles in. like yeah. I can squat more when I'm wearing them. I feel safer wearing like them. Like a superhuman. Yeah. But they also... And they're really sleek and attractive looking too. They also yeah. look good too because yeah. this one guy came up to me in the gym the other day. He's like, dude, what leggings are those? <laughs> really? And it's so weird because typically dudes won't do that. Yeah, like, I know. But he was like, I'm not coming on to you or anything, but man, those leggings are... You're like, no homo. Yeah, <laughs> those leggings are awesome. Um, so that's what I like skins. Yeah, I mean, every time we put those on, we're like, these are good leggings. But so. you're going to be paying a, a they are pretty expensive. little penny for them. But the great thing is they will last you for like years, actual years, probably maybe even a decade. Uh, we've only had ours for like maybe three years, but they decade. will probably last a decade. Maybe I'm, for you because you, you keep, you keep your clothes for like 30 years. <laughs> She's still wearing clothes that she wore in high school. Hey, stop. <laughs> stop. I'm getting better. Okay, so um, Irish Girl 26. I'm a beginner and I struggle with staying consistent with workouts. Any tips to help with consistency? Yeah, what are your tips? You know my answer, so I'll let you answer first. <laughs> do, do they know your answer though? Of course <laughs> I do, but um, I'll tell you about when I was a beginner, what helped me stay consistent was to literally like tape a calendar to my wall on a place where I could not not look at it. Like I'm talking, it was like right next to the light switch. So I actually had to look at it. Even if I didn't want to, it was right in front of my face and I would pencil in my training schedule. So like my training plan. 
and it was penciled onto that calendar and I just, it stared me in the face. Nice. So I just like every morning waking up, going to bed, every time I like flick that light switch, it would be staring at me. So I couldn't possibly forget to do it. And that was huge for me. That was like game changing. I think that was like the only thing that really made me consistent. And I think I did that for like six months. And by that time it was just kind of a habit. And then I'd feel weird if it didn't work out. Yeah. So I think it's first you have to force that habit onto yourself. And then once it is a habit, you just continue. So let me ask you this. Why was it important to you? Oh, well, this is one thing I actually don't recommend that beginners do. I was training for a show. For me, that was kind of like the thing I needed. I was like, okay, I need to put myself on in a bikini on stage in order to feel accountable to something. Well, I didn't okay. have like a good enough personal I, I, reason. But I know, I know you're saying you don't recommend it. I don't recommend be, this for beginners, no. But let's be real, like that, 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 this is my point, that gave you a why. Yeah. It gave you a reason to do something. And that's what people are lacking or they're missing or they're not getting into it, like they're not getting in tune with that is why does this even matter to you? Because but that was so such an extreme way to find I'm, that why. I agree. Like I found it later in a better way, but yeah, I just I, don't, I agree. But yeah. at least it was something. I agree. Yeah. Because too many people get into this and they're just like, oh, I just want to be healthy. I know. But what that's does not what does enough. what does that even mean to you? What does health mean to you? Why do you want to get healthy? Because most like, likely you already are pretty healthy. Like you're probably be, relatively healthy already. Like if I was sitting like down, healthy. if I was sitting down with you, I'd be like, why? And then you give me an answer. I'd be like, why? And then you give me another answer, why? I would just keep going down there until you get really deep into why this is important to you because once you get down to that level, then things just become, I have to do it because I feel like it's just gonna change me. Like that's what happened to me when I was beginning my journey was I just wasn't comfortable in my own skin. Mm -hmm. I was getting passed over for job interviews. Um, I wasn't getting, you know, I was scared to talk to girls. I was just not living my best life and it was just tearing me down inside because I knew I had so much more potential than what I was showing to the world. And what happened was I first needed to transform my exterior to really show myself to my interior that I can do more. So when I really got clear on that, it just took off. But it, sorry, I shouldn't say it just took off. Then I actually put some skin into the game and I found somebody who could help me get there. I didn't try to figure it out all myself. Well, I did in the beginning and you I wasted tried, yeah. <laughs> probably, like I said, my story is like five to six years of just doing whatever I wanted yeah. to do and I still was never getting results. Then when I put some skin in the game, then when I hired a coach, then when I followed a program, things started to happen because I put my faith in someone who got the results that I wanted, knew what they were talking about, and then, most importantly, I executed on that because I had such a strong why and such a strong burning desire to get yeah. this happen. So I, I would go inner, I would figure out why that why is. Once you figure it out, once you get that burning desire going, invest in a program and follow it. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. And I like how you say, you know, it's not like it, things just took off or like things started to happen. It's like you started to make things happen. Exactly. So I, you know, it's, I think it's important for us to tell all of you guys, things aren't just going to happen to you. Like you're not going to just accidentally get fit. You have, it's something that you do by taking little steps every day and by having this grand vision of what you actually want and then jump by chunk achieving that. You know, so it's not like an overnight thing and it's not like an accidental thing. You have to make yourself fit. You have to, you know, put the effort in and it, it's going to take a while, 
but it will happen as long as you stay with that vision and you stay consistent day after day, even on the days you don't feel like it, like especially mm -hmm. on the days you that's don't when, feel like it. That's when you really test yourself. You really How do. How bad do you oh, want yeah. this? Oh yeah, and that is the difference between those who make it and those who don't, is the ones will, who will do it no matter what. And then you'll have those days where you're like, I don't want to work out today. You'll force yourself to go. You'll hate it you'll get through the warm-up and you're like okay this is yeah, going the blood will the flow vibes. then you'll finish the workout and you'll be like i am Thank so goodness. glad yeah. i finished that workout mm -hmm. and then just things go like this so this Every is a time. good this is a good segue into the next question is oh, really? which i can't say i love this question oh. k underscore dj 86 says how long does it take to lose body fat yeah so now oh, do you want to take this we've one we've probably answered this like many, many times, but um, it is so, it's way too vague and too general of a question. Not even that. Yeah. The What I just have an issue with is, we tell you the answer and why does that matter? How long yeah. it takes to lose body fat. So if, if I, I tell told you 30 seconds, would that be different than if I said 30 days No, what I'm 30 years? What I'm like, saying is, if I told you it was gonna take you six weeks to lose fat, or if I told you it was gonna take you a year to lose fat, if it does take a year, does that mean you're not going to do anything about it? That's exactly what I want to know. I always follow up with that, like, so is that going to change what you're going to do today and tomorrow and the next day? Just knowing how long it would take you. If someone had told me that it would take me five years exactly. to get to my ideal physique, I probably would have not ever started. So it's like not, you know, throwing out that worry about like however long it's going to take. It takes however long it takes yeah. because you don't know what kind of things are going to happen along your journey. You're going to have highs. You're going to have lows. Life is going to kind of like change around you while you're um, going towards your goal. Like me, I just had two babies. Like that's not something I could have predicted when I first started my fitness journey. Um, but, you know, your body's going to go through different stages and different phases and everything. So who knows when you're actually there? It's not like you just wake up one day and you're like, I've arrived. I've just lost the exact amount of fat that yeah. I wanted to lose. I mean, you can reach your number goals and stuff. And so maybe that feels, maybe feels to you like I've arrived, but there really is no ever true I've arrived moment because fitness is an ongoing thing, something you do for the rest of your life. And you'll continue to stay in a fat burning mode once you get to your ideal fat percentage, you'll go into maintenance mode is what we call it. So it's not like you're just done and it's just over. You continue on. So it's such a hard question to answer. Cause well, it's, no, it's an easy yeah. question to answer. The answer is 3,500 calorie deficit. <laughs> yeah, there. I mean, there is math that's, to it. That's your it. answer. If that's what you're looking for, in order to lose one pound, one pound yeah. of body fat, you need to be in a 3,500 calorie deficit. That, but So what does that mean? Well, I mean, 3,500 calories is what one pound of fat contains. So you need to burn that much, meaning like... In excess of, yeah. of what you're consuming. Right. So this is what I'm saying. So like you could so burn you a could pound. you could calculate how fast you're going to burn your fat if you really wanted to number it out. Yeah. So you could, you could burn 500 calories a day or an excess of 500 calories a day. At the end of the week, you will burn one pound of fat. But that is not like this linear process where if you do that every week for the rest of your life, you're going to be negative 50 pounds like it's not a linear thing but if you're yeah, asking plus it depends on the person your history and everything because we deal with a lot of people who have slowed their metabolism down by dieting too much and no matter how big of a deficit they're eating and they're still not seeing results so yep. it's way more complex than just the numbers and the calories in calories out thing way more complex than that you need to look at your total lifestyle your hormonal balance a lot of different things so i would say instead of worrying about how long it takes to lose body fat 
just start losing it. Just start taking the steps towards that's, that's, that goal. That's my conclusion to this question is, let's restructure that question. Rather than asking how long does it take, ask what's my next steps to lose body fat. Right, what can then, I do today and tomorrow and next month? You know, then make, we make can then we can get you in the mindset of getting you to lose fat, not how quickly can I get this done because that's going to take you down the whole wrong. Yeah, true. Road. Oh, that's another point. If you go for the quick fix methods, you're probably going to end up setting yourself back, so it's going to take even longer. Yeah. So you need to go with the with the long term vision <laughs> okay. in mind. I think Forget we I think we beat that question to death, but yeah. <laughs> we wanted to make a point. Okay. Okay. So next question is on Instagram from. Nini Machiavarian one man, nobody has like an easy, easy Instagram. Like John Smith. Uh, if I want to lose fat, is counting calories eat whole food enough, or do I need to count macros too? Okay, so should you just eat clean, or do you need to count macros? I think it's implying that we're eating clean, right? No, it's asking should you count calories? If you count calories, do you need? Hold on. If I, I'm going to read it exactly word for word. If okay. I want to lose fat, is counting calories, eat whole food enough, or in need, or I need to count macros too? Okay. So you take that however you want to take it. I think it's like assuming we're eating clean. Is it enough to just count calories, or do we also need to count macros? Yeah, that's right. I that's take kind it. of how I'm understanding it. Okay. So count, I feel like calories is the biggest part of the equation when it comes to weight loss. Yet. If you pay no attention to macros and like, let's just say you're on an all carbs diet, carbs only, and you're counting your, your calories, I feel like your results are going to be nowhere near as good as if you had paid attention to your macros too, because you know, even though calories, I think is the biggest driver, it does matter what those calories are made up of because exactly. it's going to affect your body composition. It's going to affect your hormones, your just overall health balance. So many things are affected by your macros. So yeah, if, if you it's like, there's no yes or no. To if here. you eat 2,000 calories worth of donuts, yeah, but you're burning 2,500 calories, yes, are you going to be? You could be losing weight, but weight is made up of body fat as well as lean tissue. So yeah. you know your muscles, your bones, everything else. The goal is to recompose your body to maintain muscle or build muscle and burn into that stored body fat. So to do that, the best way to do it is yes, to be in a calorie deficit, but make sure your macros are on point where you're getting enough protein, you're getting enough healthy fats for your cells, mm -hmm. and you're also you know, eating sufficient amount of carbohydrates, fruits, vegetables, so your micronutrients are on point. Yes, and try not to overcomplicate the whole macros calories thing. I think people just get paralyzed when they even think about doing it, but it's just like, Macros help you determine if your plate is balanced or it's off balance. So, you know, just, I feel like, you know, don't scare yourself out of doing the work by thinking it's going to be such a, like a crazy math equation every time you eat. It doesn't mm. have to be like that. Um, simply just aim for balance. You can just do it visually. Just look at your plate. Does this look like a balanced meal? Um, and start there, you know, because you can get deeper into it, your understanding of nutrition with more training and more practice. But if you're beginning and you're just like paralyzed and you're like scared to even make any effort, I would say just forget the, you know, numbers and just kind of go off how you're feeling and all of that stuff. Cause that is so important. Like he said, if you were just eat 2000 calories of donuts, first of all, it's, you're just going to feel terrible. <laughs> you're not living your best life. <laughs> Let's be real. Not living your best life. You're best not going to feel like working out. You're not going to like, yeah. you know, be noticing the results you want to see. It's yeah. I, I think that's enough said about that, but hopefully so that helps. If they want help with that, where would you send them? Okay. So the best place to learn everything you need to know about 
eating to live lean forever, I'm talking about sustainable live lean eating, is the Live Lean Way course. This is 28 days of videos with me. I'm like sitting in your kitchen with you and we're going over step by step every single thing you need to know about macros, about calories, about you know food choices, about meal planning, about meal prepping, all of that is in there, plus it comes with recipe books and everything. So I think Live Lean Way is like the best resource for you guys who are just utterly confused about anything to do with nutrition. So that's linked down below. Um, we also have hundreds of video, actually over a thousand videos here on YouTube, on this channel. And so many of them are about nutrition, about macros, about eating to lose fat. It's all here. There's, so there's the free option and then there's the option if you really want to invest in yourself and you know get your nutritional PhD in 28 days. I like that. So those are the options. Not an actual PhD, but, <laughs> no. but that's just what we call it, yeah. Okay. Right. Let's go to the next question is from Stephanie T. Bunch of numbers, 10 yeah. to 22. <laughs> bunch to of numbers, yeah. What is your opinion on sugar alcohols? Okay, so I wonder like how she means, like what's, what's just like a general opinion or should, do we recommend using them or not? Well, what's our opinion on them? So I'll tell you my opinion on them. I think they're better than sugar, but I prefer stevia than sugar alcohols. Oh. Um, I'm in the middle of a podcast here, Stephanie? bro. <laughs> Stephanie? Maybe they're trying to call in to get in on the show. Um, okay, so that's so- You said better than sugar, yep. but what else did you just say? Better than sugar, but I still prefer stevia. Now the reasons yeah. being, um, sugar alcohols like xylitol, um, some other, urethrol. Is it? Yeah, urethrol. So, some other ones are, still not zero calorie. So there's four, there's four calories in a gram of sugar. In sugar alcohols, I think there's 2.5 calories in a gram. So they're not, so they're half the sugar or close to half the calories of sugar, but there's still calories in them. But stevia is zero calories. But the other benefit to sugar alcohols is um, they don't seem to spike blood sugar or your insulin, which is a good thing like sugar does. So that's good. But I would just say if you had the choice between a, a natural plant-based sweetener that's zero calories like stevia or a sugar alcohol, I would go with stevia. Yeah. Some people don't like the slightly bitter taste that stevia has to it. I feel like I sometimes when I have stevia in something, I'm like, mm, I don't like that. But other times it's fine. So I don't know. just depends. But I personally am a little terrified of it because it gives you the bubble guts. Well, it's for some people it, can. it does. In, yeah. excess. in excess. So I'm just warning you all, if you are haven't tried this ever and you're about to try it, like be gentle with it. Just have a small amount because <laughs> if you eat too much of this, it can cause like diarrhea, farting, like upset. <laughs> but um, yeah, I feel like I, I personally know that from back in the day when I used to chew way too much gum. I'd have like maybe like six sticks of sugar-free gum a day, wow. which was way too much. Totally. Yeah. Um, I don't really have hardly any gum anymore. It's like totally occasional now. But yeah, there was a time when I was like just endless gum chewing and I do feel like it kind of bothered me down mm. there just to let you know so I would go easy on the sugar alcohols if you are going to use them um, but yeah stevia okay. would be the ultimate choice all right guys well that's a show but before we wrap it up guys on the podcast we're taking extra questions on the podcast so it's one of our goals is to get more people listening over on the podcast as well because we do um, exclusive q a's over there so we're going to take some more questions over on the podcast but for youtube we're going to cut you off right here we love you so Thanks thank you for, for watching. watching but if you're listening via our podcast 
stay listening because we still want to answer at least one more question for bonus you. Bonus cue. So uh, any last thoughts before we get to those bonus questions? Um, we're always taking new questions for hashtag AskLivelyTV and we will find them. So anytime this week, just go ahead and ask your questions when they pop to your mind. Put them with the hashtag AskLivelyTV and we will find them and they will be on a future show. Well, we hope to find them. It's hard. We will try. They're all yeah. over the place. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that's it, guys. Thanks for watching. Okay. Living lean. Bye. All right. Okay, podcast. <laughs> all right, podcast. All right. <laughs> Let's get to it. Thank you so much for listening on the podcast. I guess we really don't even have to look into the camera anymore because right. we're audio only. So okay. shout out podcast listeners and podcast listeners. If you haven't yet rated and reviewed the show on iTunes or where, however you're listening on Stitcher, please do show. So that gets the... Uh, content out to more people so make sure you go leave a rating and review and a subscribe on whichever podcast uh, station you're listening to this on so let's jump in to at least one question here we're going to take it from cml underscore 215 on instagram she asks, what advice would you give someone who is bored with their current workouts mm. I would definitely say it's time for a new workout program. And it sounds like you probably aren't even following a plan to begin with if you're just doing workouts that you're totally bored with. It's probably because you're just showing up to the gym and just winging it. And I know what that feels like because I, you know, used to do that before I even understood what a program was. And I'd get bored as hell. Like I'd be at the gym, I'd be like, why am I even here? Mm -hmm. So I think first thing first is get on a workout program. And if you're bored with your workout program, then get on a different one. You should be excited for each workout well that let's you're doing, be real but... here oh i know you're gonna say like stick to it even if you hate it <laughs> no i'm not gonna say stick to it i'm just gonna say like listen like in the beginning you have go back and remember what it was like in the beginning for you did you enjoy yeah. working out no but i think bored is different than not enjoying how so like, if you're bored, you're probably not really trying that hard, you know? But if you were enjoying it, you would try hard, so yeah, you wouldn't yeah, be bored. So yeah. it's, it's kind of like know. the polar yeah, opposite. It's a tricky, tricky question to answer, but I do think that the main problem here is probably you're not even on a program at all. I would say that I would agree with that, but let's just say, for instance, she is on a program, yeah. but um, she's just bored and doesn't want to do the workout. I think, you again, you got to go deeper with yourself. It's like... Why are you here? Why are you doing Why this? are you doing it? Yeah. I mean, like in the beginning, I'm telling you right now, workouts are not going to be fun. It's going to grow on you though. Trust me. Like once you start to see results, once you get past that point of trying to or wanting to give up, mm -hmm. you know, because it gets hard, when yeah. you instill that inside of you, like even though I didn't want to do it, I still did it. Yeah. That's going to grow on you and that's going to make you feel like you're living your best life. <laughs> yeah, so. exactly. I do think that there is this hump that you have to overcome when you're a beginner. I think you could be bored with things or not enjoying things when you don't feel like you're very good at it. Like you're like, oh, I'm not good at this or I like can't do very many reps or I can't lift very much weight. It's just like feels like defeating in a way. But, but you once you get over that hump and you start to see yourself get even a little bit stronger, oh my God, the fitness bug bites you. It really does. It bites you. Like we're not excluded from this. Like yeah. I'm, I'm learning new things. Like I'm working on my splits. Mm-hmm. I want to get better at handstands. Mm -hmm. I want to like really be able to crush like hundreds of pistol squats. In the beginning, 
it's not fun. Do you fun. ever get bored with those things? I do because you don't feel like you're making progress. Mm -hmm. But when you get so through it, you move it, on to something you are good You at. move on. <laughs> this is familiar with somebody no, that you know, uh, right? No, yeah. Oh, I'm just going to stick to something that I'm good at. Yeah. So, well, you're not going to get better in other areas. And so. that's boring. Being really good at something and just doing that over and over again yeah. is, is boring. So maybe the problem here is that you're not challenging yourself yeah. or you're not getting out of your comfort zone for sure. Yeah. So but yeah, I'm, I find what helps me is if I show up and I'm like, I don't know what to do today. Like, then I'm like, let me find a program yeah. that I can follow. That always the, helps me. The program is the number one answer to that. But if you're on a program and you're bored, I would say do your best to get through it if it's an actual properly structured workout program. But if it just really, you just can't get through it, then go to a new program. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so, all right, podcast, that's the, that's the bonus question. Who knows? Maybe that'll show up on Instagram or something because I think that was a good question. Yeah. Um, so, podcast listeners, thank you so much for listening and we'll see you at the next podcast. All right. Keep living lean, my peeps. Mm -hmm. Keep living your best life. <laughs>